If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. The following podcast contains subject matter that may be disturbing to some listeners. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and not the sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to Malice After Midnight with your hosts, Tina, Steve, and Christine. everybody. Hello. Hello. This is our first episode of Season Dose. <laughs> and uh, we're pretty excited. So it's been like exactly a year. So this is going to be our new episode. I'm ready for Season 3 so I can say thrice. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the new music, which is brought to us by our awesome Uncle Brad Wiley, who does yes. all our music. He's also our the announcer of the show, the voice behind <laughs> the show. Oh, and yeah. uh, we really appreciate all that he's done. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we appreciate you fans. Yeah, this um, whole new season has brought not only new music, but now we're also uh, members of the Darkcast Network. So we're proud to be members of that. Ooh, independent podcasters kick butt. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Ooh, indies. We want to thank all our listeners and all the love we get on Twitter. Oh, and yeah. today's episode is going to be about... Get uh, Wait a minute. It's a Tina episode. So, so everybody know, take a you guess. You know somebody's getting eaten. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've done a um, cannibal episode. So this is the Kentucky cannibal. So I'm going back to the future. <laughs> back. Way back. So back um, in time. I'm going back all the way back to the Wild West, okay? Wild, wild west. 
but not like the one that we see in wild, movies wild or television programs of old. So no Hoss or Little Joe. No Hoss or Little Joe or like attractive saloon, dun, dun, saloon dun, girls. Dun, 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 no Miss Kitty. No Miss Kitty. I'm talking about the real Wild West where everything mostly was like bad and ugly. And the Dysentery. good was few Dirty. and far between. Like Oregon Trail? Yes. <laughs> like you will Oregon die trail. of Oregon. Oregon what is trail. it? Dysentery. You broke a, yeah. Dysentery. Yeah, or, dysentery. It sounds like you're saying Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Oregon. That's what like I said, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, I know like. It sounds like you're saying like Oregon. Or, hey, or it, could or, be, like, liver, it could be trail. Oregon Trail. <laughs> Kidneys. Well, this is a cannibal. Okay, hey, so. Fits. But everybody, you know, good or bad, starts somewhere. So let's go all the way back to 1820. Some things said that he was born in 1820. Some things said he was born in 1828. So let's just start. The, the couple of things that I found said 1820. Levi Boone Helm was born in Kentucky. That sounds like a Western name. <laughs> it really does. That's like, like my favorite West part name. of this whole thing is all Boone. the names. Like the, it's like there's Boone. everyone here that are just like. He was one of 13 children, which back then people Most had a lot died. of kids. But my dad was one of 13 kids too. Yeah, 13 kids, but I bet all 13 of them didn't live. Oh, yeah. Back no, then, I'm sure. most yeah. kids died. Of dysentery? Wrong kid died. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he was born to parents Joseph and Nancy Wilcox Helm. The Helm family in its entirety were known as good, hardworking people. When Boone was very young, the family moved to Missouri. As the rest of the family continued to be a good family unit. Air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> She's done that a couple times. Uh, Good family unit. Um, Boone rebelled even as a small child. He began drinking. Like, I'm, you know, I don't like know. How old was he? When I he was don't know. Five-year-old. Like, yeah, he was like. Well, you were a grown man at 12 back then, so. While he was potty training, he was sitting on the little <laughs> mini toilet, like, drinking a beer. No, yeah. Or in the outhouse. <laughs> yeah, the outhouse. He was bucking authority, and he was fighting. He went out of his way to go against anything that seemed right in the eyes of his family. Now, this went on through childhood up to his teen years. He just didn't do, like, he wasn't the hardworking, contributing to the family kid. He was just a rebel. I'm a loner, daddy. <laughs> a rebel. <laughs> uh, Boone began working on his horse riding skills. Not like he was, like, practicing to, like, rodeo or, like, he was, like, practicing riding and getting better. He was, he was practicing so he could rob a train. <laughs> probably. But he also was practicing his knife skills. So, <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he got so good. And it said knife, but I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm sorry. Pretty, I could think of Napoleon Dynamite and his bow staff. Yeah. I'm pretty good with a bow staff. You're crazy. <laughs> So, Sorry. I guess it was it had to be a big knife, I'm guessing, like a Bowie knife or something. But he would, like, you know, point at a spot or something. Then he would, like, throw his knife in the ground. Mm -hmm. And then he would, like, ride his horse over and, like, lean over and, like, grab his knife as he went by. That was his skill. Like, wow. So, he's, like, training to be, like, a Wild circus. West badass. <laughs> yes. Yes. He wasn't, like, riding the wagon train. He was just... Trying to, like, I don't know, working at being a badass. So, his horse, like, went everywhere with him. And, like, one time, there was some kind of altercation or something with a sheriff. I just want to say and right now, this sounds like a classic Old West story. You're like, <laughs> this isn't like your typical Old West story, yet his horse goes with him everywhere he goes. Mm -hmm. 
He's like rides well, and grabs knives. Like, you, know. you know, it's not about someone like you know finding going against the the what do you call it being a pioneer and like trying to find land and this is just yeah. But yeah, no, it does like sound everything like, we've seen on every western show. He's like a little house yeah. on the prairie. Yeah. <laughs> what are those people on Tombstone with the bandana things? He's like, like the cowboys. Yeah. So anyway, like there was some kind of altercation with like a sheriff. Mm-hmm. And like during court, like court was in session, he just like rode his horse like up the stairs and went like in the courtroom. So like, classic Western movie what are you right doing, now. Jack, what it you really want from is. Me? <laughs> and it's like I know he's a bad guy and a horrible mm-hmm. person, but right now I like him. It's like riding his horse into the court. He's like, let me tell you something, Judge, and then his horse just like shits all over the place. I don't know. So anyway. Okay, you know how people like mellow out as they get older? Like, yeah. He didn't do that. But when he was in his 20s, he married a 17-year-old girl named Lucinda Browning. Mm. I was expecting like Bessie. They, yeah. The couple welcomed a daughter by the name of Lucy, and he didn't settle down. Like he never became the quote-unquote husband and father type. And remember how I said like his horse went everywhere where he kept his horse indoors Oh, my God. All the time, like, like in, the, in house. the house. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dang. And then <laughs> when he got mad, he would just, like, beat the crap out of Lucinda, and he was, like, very abusive. And, of course, he drank, like, all the time. I mean, you know, he started so young, so he was still drinking. His drinking had, of course, escalated at this point. Good for her, though. She finally did file for divorce after a while, and Boone's own father agreed to pay for the divorce. Wow. Hmm. So, that whole thing sounds uncharacteristic for back then, like a woman actually filing yeah. for divorce. I mean, it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it is. But usually, they just like no. suffer. Yeah, the whole time. And she was granted. And like the dad would have like just like beat her some more and said, "Get back home to my boy." <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Uh, Obviously, he ain't beating her enough. She was granted the divorce, and Boone left his wife and daughter forever. He never came back. All the better. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Remember when I said that my names were like. The, my favorite of all this. Well, yeah. apparently, like two years later, one of Boone's cousins, Littleberry Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Littleberry Shoot. Littleberry Shoot. Littleberry Shoot. Was asked by Boone to accompany him on his journey to California because he wanted to go, you know, the big gold rush was on. Oh, yeah. So he's like, let's go find some gold. Mm-hmm. And Littleberry had made arrangements to go, but then he started to like change his not mind a little bit, you know. And he thought, yeah, I mean, he knew that he was a butthole and everything. And I don't know if he just didn't want to like whatever circumstances. So he said, "You know what, Boone? I changed my mind. I'm not gonna go with you." And Boone was like, "Okay, I understand." That he just like stabbed him in the chest and killed him. Oh my god! <laughs> that was not what Wasn't I was quite expecting, expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So murder number one. And then one. he went, murder number one. So then he went alone anyway. I mean. Yeah. But after this, Littleberry's brother and some of their friends went out in search of justice. And they found Boone in a Native American reservation. Mm-hmm. And they took him in and he was convicted of murder. Which I find really weird that he was in a Native American reservation. Because wasn't that like a, they didn't really like. Oh, I don't know. You're, all your, all your. History and that is probably going by Westerns, so, I mean, you're just going to assume that they didn't like the white man? I'm just saying, like, I mean, I feel like the white man was not welcomed on a reservation. I don't know. I really don't. Well, Billy the Kid hung out with Native Americans. Did he, though? 
Uh, he did in Young Guns 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he really did hang out on some reservations I don't think and that stuff. was common back so then. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we don't know for sure. I don't know. I'm not real good at history. No, that's a fact. I was, oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> sure. But here we go again. This is my, like, least favorite thing about a lot of the um, cases that we do. He was not sent to jail. Of course not. Where was he sent to? Chain gang. Busting rocks. What? I mean, it's No, he was sent to a mental institution. What year was this? This was like in the 1800s. Did they even have Did them they back have then? they that? Yeah. Yes. It was... <laughs> Wait. It was a jail cell. Yeah. No, and it, it was, was the typical doctor going, well, how you feeling today, sir? No, I think this was the time of like square boxes around heads and stuff <gasps> like that, probably. The jackal. No. It seems like the jackal. So anyway. Yeah. Every time I think of old time uh, insane asylum... I always think of Amadeus, like Salieri at the end. He's in that. Yes. Anyway, oh nothing gosh, to do with the old yes. West. Sorry. Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus. Oh my gosh. I love so, that movie. Anyway, yeah. Tina's got to get back on track. Sorry. But they said like during his trial and stuff, like he was acting weird. So they were like, you know, I don't think jail would be good. Let's just send him to an asylum and see, you know, we can evaluate him and stuff. They went there and he, you know, he was a model. I bet he was. He was just a model, like, little, um, wasn't a prisoner. It was, like. Patient. Patient, yeah. And he even talked one of the guards into, like, and this went on for a while. Like, I think a couple of months or something. He talked a guard into walking him around in the woods to get, like, daily exercise, you know, exercise, you know fresh air, get his thoughts together, whatever. And then one day he just, like, escaped and, like, disappeared. This week's episode of Malice After Midnight is sponsored by J&W Soaps. From building the recipe for each batch to constructing the design for each bar, their wonderful handmade soaps are sure to please. Check them out at jwsoaps.com and use the code MALICE15 to get 15% off your online order of two or more items. J&W Soaps. You're going to love them. And now back to Malice After Midnight. Yeah, so like in the uh, 1800s in the asylums, patients endured horrifying treatments like ice baths, electric shock therapy, purging, bloodletting, mm. straitjackets, forced drugging, and even lobotomies. Oh, wow. Throughout the 1800s, institutions opened in large numbers across the Western world. And with this change also came a change in tourism. A shift from viewing the insane to viewing their asylums. So I guess oh they gosh. had them on tour. Well, you know, people back then, <laughs> people back then would like, the crap. I mean, they didn't have any kind of entertainment. So they were like, yeah, let's go see. Yeah. You know? I've never seen a person that's in right, an asylum. Right. So, yeah. So what was considered insane in the 1800s was drunkenness, which seems common. <laughs> Back in the yeah. West. Everybody would have been back in the um, And sexual intemperance, intemperance, having venereal disease, or deviant sexuality. Now, I have heard about that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were, you know, deviant, quote unquote, sexually, that would put you in. Other listed conditions included mania, dementia, melancholy, relapsing mania, hysteria, epilepsy, and idiocy. Idiocy, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks, guys. This one, if you had what they thought you should have, you'd be in there. For real. After Boone's break from the asylum, he committed a string of murders on his way to California. 
We don't know the exact number of victims that died at the hands of this trash bag, but we do know <laughs> that, trash before, bag. that before he was caught, he headed for Oregon. Oh, no. Oh, the Oregon Trail. <laughs> um, was that a better pronunciation? Yes. Okay. He killed more men Oregon. than dysentery. Weather was a hard thing to overcome when travelers found themselves in the wilderness during the winter months. Boone was traveling with a group of men when they were attacked by Native Americans and were sent off trail. They went as long as they could after their provisions ran out. They then killed and ate their horses and used Wait, the Boone hides. and the guys ate their yes. own horses. Okay. They killed and ate their horses, and then they used the hides for, like, coverings. And also, I guess they were, like, clever enough and had some skills. They fashioned some snowshoes out okay. of the hides. Uh, once this wasn't enough and there were only Boone and another man left, the man's name was Burton. Boone claimed he started on his um, own when Burton told him, I can't go on. You just go ahead. And Boone said that he was not too far away when he heard a gunshot. So he turned around and went back and the guy had shot himself. Mm -hmm. Boone said, you know, he wasn't going to starve to death. <laughs> so he returned to find, of course, Burton dead and he proceeded to cut off both his legs. Mm. And he roasted and <laughs> ate the one leg right away. Oh, my God. And then he wrapped up the other leg, which I can picture is this big, tall like leg. You know, like a full leg. Like holding the leg. Yes. He cut it off from the hip. I guess. I don't know. And he wrapped it up and like put it over his shoulder, like or strapped it Ugh. to his shoulder, and he carried it with him. Bent at the knee, like a side of beef, you know. <laughs> he but carried it, it with him to like who knows eat later, you know. So wow, that's just crazy. You know, I don't know why, but that's like even like we've had a couple cannibals on this show. Mm -hmm. For some reason, this one's even grosser. Just knowing that he's carrying around, like I just pictured it wrapped in like paper like you know like the meat used to be wrapped in like the white paper your paper your paper yeah he's just carrying it well it's like it was probably wrapped in like cloth i don't <laughs> it know it probably wouldn't even wrap i know but I mean, i'm just saying i just i just picture a big hairy leg with like i did too and that's the <laughs> thing i was picturing <laughs> really hairy yeah leg. and i picture it hanging over his shoulder bent at <laughs> yes. the knee and the foot sticking out and like, the toes are like all right so i don't know a traveler found him at a camp and offered to take him to utah the traveler did complain later that even though Boone had money on him, he never offered to repay him or even thank him for his help. Mm. He's just lucky he didn't kill and eat him. He's lucky he didn't so. go, like, look at his, like, catch him salt in his legs, like in the cartoons. <laughs> yes. yes. Salt in his legs, that's so, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, mm -hmm. how does the word get out about a cannibal killer during the Old West times like these? Especially since he was the lone survivor of this encounter. I mean, he'd have to tell anybody. No, really. You know? Yeah. But he wanted bragging rights, so he started talking. Oh he talked God. about actually eating somebody? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. So, while riding with yet another group of men, Boone began bragging. He was quoted as saying, Many's the poor devil I've killed, and one time or another, and the times been that I've been obliged to feed on some of them. I didn't understand any of that. That was like the most <laughs> no. weird. That was the hardest sentence. And you quoted it, right? Yes. Yeah, that made no sense. That was a terrible. Uh, let me a, just, I mean, what if he just no uh, Why couldn't he say, yep, Yeah. I pity the fool I killed and ate his leg. Like, yes, I've eaten people. 
Many of the times I did this and I <laughs> said these things and the men were there. Contrary to popular belief. I fashioned this toothpick out of bone right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. He's all. <laughs> he's got. Like instead of a rabbit's foot keychain, he's got like a big toe. <laughs> That's so gross. That's so gross. Now, word was spreading about the Kentucky cannibal, an outlaw who not only kills his victims, but eats them. Whispers started in towns, saloons, and bars alike. Fear was rising in the Old West. Somehow, he did make it to California, but not under the radar. It's like he didn't know how to keep under the, you know, like keep it on the down low or whatever. Or I guess he didn't care. He probably probably didn't care. I think he liked bragging and thought it was cool. Or the Old West version of cool. Yeah. Whatever the word they had for that was back then. I thought it was all right. (laughs) All right. A man gave him shelter so he could hide from authorities. And in return, Boone killed him. (laughs) <laughs> of course he did. And ate him. Took his money. A new killing spree started, and now he again killed and robbed several more men along his way. So it's like, you know, he's just leaving trails of dead people, yeah. you know, everywhere. So the one that almost got him was when he shot Dutch Fred. Dutch Fred. <laughs> <laughs> An unarmed man in a saloon. He fled where while on the run... He killed and ate another man who was willingly accompanying him. You know, I wonder if he really ate these people or if he just said that trying to make his own. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll just assume he was a cannibal. Yeah. After finally being captured, Boone reached out to his brother, Old Tex. Old Tex. Now, they're not even from Texas. So you would assume his brother is from the same place as him. (laughs) Old Oregon. Old Tex. Oh my gosh, old Tex, who came and paid off all of the witnesses. So without witnesses, there was no case, and Boone was free again. Released into the custody of his brother and returned to Texas. So I guess maybe he lived in Texas at this time. Because you know Texas. Because you know Mm-mm. Texas. You know Texas. <laughs> See, even in the Old West, it's annoying how That's they should. That's a deep dive <laughs> for fans that remember that episode. Yes. Because you know Texas. Because you know Texas. You know, Texas. <laughs> so if you don't know it, go back and listen to the Omaima Nelson episode. Oh, yeah. Yep. Omaima. That's Ooh. a good cannibal. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. She was another cannibal. There you go. So say even in the Old West, it's annoying how they should be put away so many times, but they're not because they're released into the quote unquote custody of their relative. In this case, Old Tex. Now, if he'd have been a horse thief, they'd have hung him already. Yep. That was a big deal back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tina just was like... Ding. Like you just like <laughs> just I just like, blew your mind. A big light bulb just came over my head. However, Boone did not stay in Texas. He ended up going back to many of his old stopping grounds and left a trail of dead men behind him. Mm. Oh, do we know how many men he killed? Or no. Just. Yeah. I mean, he would talk. A lot of these old west stuffs. Legend. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Is that we do be? know? We do know for sure about his cousin. We do know that. We do know he killed yeah. his cousin. It wasn't until, but oh, and I guess also the guy that his brother paid off all the witnesses. Yeah. I'm sure he killed quite a few people, but we'll never know a number. No. 
It wasn't until Boone teamed up with the notorious plumber gang <laughs> that he would ultimately be called. When you first and said I was thinking when he when he teamed up with the notorious plumber. Like I don't know why I was thinking. <laughs> I paused. When you paused, I was thinking the notorious plumber. Like wow, they didn't have plumbing back then. Yeah, the notorious Sorry. plumber. But the notorious, Jones. The, the notorious plumber gang. But Craig Jones. <laughs> Tina's on a roll. Thanks. It wasn't until Boone teamed up with the notorious plumber gang that he would ultimately be caught and executed. Authorities were familiar with Boone's way of escaping, so they kept everything on the down low. More with Tina, Steve, and Christine on Malice After Midnight, coming up. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, more of Malice After Midnight with your host, Tina, Steve, and Christine. He was in a bar drinking when they arrested him. He said that they never would have caught him if he knew they were coming. They kept the trial as quiet as possible, too. True to Boone's character, he tried his best to get out of the situation. He stood up took the Bible in his hand, and kissed it. Then committing perjury, he turned the blame away from himself and onto fellow gang member and quote-unquote friend, three-fingered Jack. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is too much. It, sorry, this sounds I'm so fake. To... I'm sorry. Three-fingered Jack. That's well, like That sounds like something I've heard before yeah. in the Western. Well, I don't know. This I mean, there's one-eyed Jack. This is true. This is a true story. Yeah. Three-fingered Jack, um, whose real name was Jack Gallagher. He was actually blamed for the crimes that Boone himself had actually carried out. Um, Boone was not, however, getting out of this one. On January the 24th, 1864, in Virginia City, Montana, and in front of over 6,000 witnesses. Seems like a lot for back then. Well, 6,000? He had that, you know, they knew him as the Kentucky cannibal. Yeah. yeah. And all they had back then was like that kind of, that was only, you know, that was a big deal. Like people would go watch hangings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which they said they kept everything on the down low. So I guess once the trial was over, they must have got the word out. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, 6,000 people, if you're wearing the back, how, what are you going to see? Yeah. That, I mean, that's a lot. Still, still, though, they got nothing else to do. I mean, it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I guess so. The Henry Plummer Gang. 
along with Levi Boone Helm, was hung by the neck until dead. Mm. While watching his friend, and of course I use the term friend loosely, Jack. Friend, appetizer, whatever. Gallagher. Yes. Um, Hank Boone said, swing away, old fellow. My turn next. I'll be in hell with you in a minute. <laughs> His quotes are so weird. <laughs> His other one was like something out of like Shakespeare, the way it was, it was said. I know. It was it's like... so strange. Uh, it is reported that when he was approached by the executioner. Now, this sounds like straight out of a movie. Okay. It was his turn. He was approached by the executioner. Boone was quoted as saying, Every man for his principles. Hooray for Jeff Davis. Let her rip. And then before, Let her rip, tater chip. And then before the executioner could kick out the box from underneath them, he jumped off at himself. What a butt. So, that, I mean, that to me, that's not justice. No. The Victoria colonist reported with the headline, Hung at last, the notorious Boone Helm who so long succeeded in escaping the ends of justice, has been lynched with 12 others at Bannock Mines. Levi Boonhelm was buried in Boot Hill Cemetery, Virginia City, Montana. Not the Boot Hill. There's several Boot Hill cemeteries. Okay. Ah, but okay. he was married. You, you saw my buried. eyes glaze over and roll back <laughs> in my head because I, I, you know. Yeah, I looked Hill it up cemetery. and there's like Boot Hill cemeteries like all over, but the most famous one is the one in Tombstone. So, but that's it. Well, that's the story of old Boone Helm, the <laughs> Kentucky cannibal, and little Barry, three fingered Jack, three fingered Jack, old Tex, old Tex, the Plumber Brothers, or what was it? Yeah, the Plumber Gang, the Plumber Gang, Plumber Gang. Well, that was a good one, Tina. Thanks. A good way to start off the second season. Yep, season two. All right. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.